0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Everybody, welcome to A Natural State of Mind, presented by CW Squared and CWT. And uh, we are talking disc golf. It's myself, Chris Wyman, and also another Chris, Chris Wolford, as you all know. We've got another guest tonight, really good friend of ours, Michael May. What's up, everybody? And we'll be talking Yeah, what's up, Michael? We're gonna be talking to Michael later about uh, how he came into the local scene here in the Little Rock area. You're where are you originally from michael
1: uh so i grew up in little rock and then around fifth grade i moved to heber and went there until high school and then moved back to little rock and i've been
2: there i'm ever sorry since. was that heber or pangburn or or uh, wilburn like
1: yeah. to say yeah technically pangburn went to school in heber springs
0: okay i was curious because yeah i know that you guys are up in uh Pangburn right now. This is Pangburn. I will. I will say that this is Pangburn and not
2: Wilburn. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. This has been an ongoing battle. You look it up on the weather app. Says Wilburn. You look it up anywhere else. It says Pangburn. Listen, if you know, you know. Okay, that's all you need to know. One way or another, you got some burn going on. And um, Mike was nice enough to have us up here at his uh, boyhood home. And this is a really cool. Room, we're in right now. It's got huge windows behind it, you guys can't see. But, um, out overlooking the White River, Little Red, Little Red,
1: yeah, beautiful, beautiful river,
2: very beautiful. I was sitting down there earlier reflecting on my rounds today with my medicine, and uh, I was having a good time. It is medicine, and uh, but no, we appreciate it, Mike. Uh, Wyman was supposed to be up here, but he had to get back to Little Rock, so here we are on a Saturday night. Arkansas scores 31 31 close one. Oh, oh, yeah. And, uh, and that's what we're doing right now. We got the podcast stuff. I hope we sound better. I hope I sound better. I'm not. What, what was the word you <laughs>
1: clipping clipping? I'm not clipping. You're not peeking.
2: Not peeking. Not not yet. I'm only 49, baby. I ain't hit there. So,
0: Oh uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, like, we fluctuate. When we start getting uh, older
2: right fluctuate through life period right
0: that's right you have the ups and downs man that's shed right, the lows right. and ride the highs yeah yeah. absolutely so riding highs. speaking of which um y'all are up by heber springs uh i was going to be up there with you guys and there was a reason for that there's the heber springs flings right is that what it's
2: called heber heber spring slings
0: Slings sling like slings slinging splash slingers
1: splashdown yeah. baby so
0: that's the first yeah, the splashdown, yo. So it's the first tournament up at uh, Cedar Beach, the newest course up in Heber Springs, which is a sick course, beautiful. And I got to play the other one. Yeah, Mossy
2: Bluff. Massey you Lawrence. finally got to play Mossy Bluff
0: today, and that, I, I feel like
2: Mossy Bluff really made some people feel bad about themselves today. Everybody there. Uh, not not everybody. I, I felt pretty hey. good about my game. I mean, I did start out. Yeah, you killed it. You did I did great. start out four, three, four, four, two, four. F- I'm like, oh my god. I did end up doing really well there. Nice. You, listen, so your
0: back nine was much better.
2: It's not that my back nine was much better. It's that their back nine was a lot worse. And all you have to do nice. in golf is just hold on, right? I mean, we can talk about that here in a second, but but yeah, Steve Adcock and Sherry Adcock run the uh, Hebrews. Uh, Spring Slings uh, disc golf group up here. They do a great job. I know we always talk about wanting to come up to the um, to the minis on Sundays. We never do, but hey, we, we say we're going to. That's like seventy percent of it. And um, but they did a great job. The course looks amazing, um, especially the Cedar Beach course, which is Sandy Beach.
1: Yeah, right, right next to Sandy Beach.
2: So. Yeah. Uh, Ron Converse Jr. is here, uh, the course designer. Ron's a good thrower. He's hanging in there in the um, MPO division. With um,
0: yeah, he's up there in second place right now. So. Yeah,
2: Cole Neal's killing it. He's putting together some good rounds and hasn't well, given up.
1: Putting incredible too. I played with him first round and it was really impressive to see.
2: That's what I've heard. That Cole is just nice. Very. That's what the guy was saying after the second round. That. He threw really well it Was his cold. It was putting like a madman. So, And that's what it takes. That's what's kept me I uh, one shot out of it. It's the only thing that's really kept me is being able to hit 40, 50 footers and, and while, while they're missing them. So you gain that stroke. That's so. a huge
1: difference maker.
2: Big time, man. I mean, it, it, we've talked about it week in, week out. I'm, I've been talking with Abe. He's over in Buffalo Run in Oklahoma, big money tournament and um oh is that the ten thousand dollar tournament yeah and yeah ten k. he's uh i mean he's like i think four off the lead right now but it's just like he said his putts off and on man when your putts on and it's so much confidence is gained with that uh because then you don't have to press when you're on the tee box Oh, I need to get a little closer on an upshot or
0: something like that so right my putting was uh was decent today and actually really good at times and then not so good at others so Isn't consistency crazy? was not in my game today um yeah you know they say they're being
2: inconsistent i'm consistently inconsistent so but um i got to play with one dude named Sam out of uh, Memphis two rounds he's a good man talk about a good putter that kept him around too so um and then both cards i had two dudes I didn't know, which are great. I enjoy playing with other people. Uh, everybody's been real nice. Uh, the, like I said, the courses look great. Mossy bluff. If you've never been, it's the older course in Hebrew. It's been around a sec, but man, that's such a fun course. It's very fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. I was a lot of variety
1: uh, too. Sorry to cut you off.
0: Yeah. No, 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 you didn't cut me off. I was just going to say that I agree. You know, you guys have been telling me for a while now that Mossy bluff is a, a well worth it course. And I agree like it, it was a lot of fun. Good mix. Yeah, quite a variety out there. You have to have every shot. I think there.
2: There's some long holes. I mean, where you can get some your pump on, and there's some technical holes, wooded holes, and you had to have either flicks or, you know, any backhands like I do. But um, that's you know a lot of
0: any backhands actually. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I I enjoy throwing them. It's fun to throw them, and people don't really see them. And they think you're some sort of magician with a disc, and then really I've just been doing it like that. I mean, just set a stingray out there and just watch it drift, you know, toward the basket. It's fun, right? It's
1: one of the prettiest shots in you the entire game. It. it is yeah, that.
2: I, I, I agree. That's, that or the drive that you just set out on that huge drive, I man, just get that full flight out yeah. of it, and they just, God, I just, it's something about it. it's really pretty. But so, let's see. We played what? We played Cedar Beach this morning, yep. and that was a beautiful morning. And then we played Mossy Bluff in the afternoon, which was uh, was hot, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like death heat. It uh, felt good out there. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Uh, uh, pff, it's The course is – I'm trying to think like what the hardest – some of the harder holes. I mean, I, I don't know if there's like super hard holes. Like just, Cedar? I, I, I'm sorry, at Mossy.
1: Uh, probably hole two that's probably the hardest to birdie oh
0: yeah that's, tough the that's a big that shape yeah a long yeah 419 feet uphill
1: too.
2: uphill and to get a birdie on that yeah that's uh it's not even fathomable for it, me
1: i put it pin high today and i thought i killed it and then i had no look because of the two little trees like guarding the basket no. i was so upset <laughs> that was the one hole but i that was... wanted a birdie from the entire day and i couldn't get it
0: the- Man, that's the trouble with like wood. I mean, that was more one of the open shots, but still, like with woods courses, you know, you can throw great shots and be punished by just being behind, you know, the a few skinny trees. You that, sure?
2: You sure can. That it read. You sure can. Where you think you had a really good drive, and there's a couple of those holes, especially those. I think it's ten and eleven that are kind of mirror images of each other. They just kind of go up and that, and then the next one does that. Those are fun. <laughs> You get too far off of the off to the left, yeah. This one guy had a great drive, but he got too far off to the left. He had no putt, man. He had to like kind of pitch out. uh, But man, he was sitting almost pin high. It's it's, and so you know, is that good? Is that good course uh, design? I hope so. I just don't think that's random.
1: You just got to choose the right disc with the right landing spot and the right finish. That's the main thing to try to mitigate that happening at all.
2: You know. One right. thing I'm noticing about people, and I don't know, I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I I don't think people understand landing spots. Like, man, all you got to do is you're not gonna the, the chances of making a shot, let's just say, are like 20%. But if I get it to this landing spot, now my putting percentage for that putt that you're going to get is going to – it increases. But if you go to run it or, to, or don't go for a landing spot, and you and, and then you just get – Far off, man. It it becomes tough. I don't. I don't. I don't get that. Like I always look for the place I want to land for my putt. Not necessarily. I'm not going to make it. I mean, trying to make something's. Do you try to make every shot you out there,
0: if possible? Are you? Wait, you just, is that a question? <laughs> yes. Okay, you said. <laughs> I thought. I thought you said. Are you? Yeah. No, man. I, that that was one cool thing about both courses is that they they do. They're placement shot courses, you know. They're some of those holes, especially there's the long one on Cedar that we played today. But even over on Mossy.
2: Hole four on Mossy is a perfect holes, example. Yes. To, yes. Yeah,
0: we had to have to play a placement shot. You're setting yourself up for the next shot that's the more important shot. And uh, I think that's not what that you, the placement shot's not important.
2: And I think that's what you see on the uh, PDGA. Some of these courses are especially like something like JBO. You can have a good shot; doesn't mean you're going to be in a good position. You have to hit in landing zones in order to really get that next really, you know, really good shot to come for you. Yeah, to give you a better angle for yeah. a different
1: disc or something. Yeah, hundred percent.
2: And that's the way it should be. You shouldn't be rewarded for hyzering off and uh, and you still have a look at something. I just I'm just not a big fan of that, but but anyway, you, kind of,
0: you and I kind of deal with that whenever we do. Uh, you and I do tournaments. We always. We'll make some ob or even landing zones just for fun you know that's right.
2: and, and and i think and i think people get upset when you kind of just put out a painted circle well man that's where I, when i play with people that's where 75 percent of the people are landing you need <laughs> to think that that's not that you can go somewhere else right you're you may have to um and i and i think td should do more of it is it harder yes a lot more painting, uh caddy book, so on and so forth. But in order to make some of these courses possibly more challenging for some of these folks. Um I thought the OBs were great today. I know um our buddy JMO didn't like uh there was Hole eight. Whole eight baby <clears throat> which was a uh at Mossy Bluff which was a hundred and like fifty feet uphill maybe or something like that.
1: That
2: short hole, it's yeah, short it hole. a short one, yeah, and probably twenty he feet. He got the birdie on it too. He did get a birdie <laughs> on it, but but 20, it was the
1: principle,
2: right? The twenty feet behind it that you couldn't see from the tee box, he had no idea there was ob there.
0: So you know, I don't know. The only way I, the only way I knew, I actually did not read the caddy book. Um, I just had too many other things on my mind, but. Luckily, I was playing with locals both rounds that were, you know, very kind and telling me all about where the sh- where the basket was, showing me some lines. Um, I usually wasn't first off the tee, so I could just follow. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, never fun round. if you don't know the course <laughs> and you
2: and you got the front of the box, man. It's never fun if you don't know the course. It's like, all right, well, they, they right. and you hope what they're telling you is true. And, and that luckily, we had a little backup right there. And the guy on my card was a local, and he said the same thing. Hey, I, that OB is pretty short behind that basket. I would have never known. But I, yeah, I, I,
0: I they still did yeah. the same shot I would have anyway. So. Yeah, they actually uh, said, hey, man, you might want to go walk up there and look at how close that OB is. And they were saying it was about circle one. So and it was. It's like 32 feet maybe at the most. It was a – yeah, yep,
2: so. no but uh a well ran tournament so far uh no hiccups um i i do i i love cedar beach i think i've said it kind of in the past i just thought it was one of the i don't want to say the best courses in arkansas because everybody's be like there's you know yes baskets are elevated most of them <laughs> a lot of them well they're as we said today they're not yeah. really they're not elevated oh no all of just, the
1: baskets they're not elevated baskets, but most of the baskets yeah, yeah, are right. elevated.
2: Yeah, because they're on a rock, right? <laughs> but so I enjoy that. I, I have no problem with that as far as using nature and using what's given. Uh, yeah, aesthetically, it looks great. It does uh, a lot of big cedars. I played this tournament to get ready for next weekend for. Um, Mountain View for the Masters because they're both kind of, both courses are kind of same, low level, low ceiling, got to keep it down, got to throw about 280 to 300 on most shots, or if not, figure out a way to make that happen, so. Dude, I might come up there and caddy for you. Yeah, you say that, but.
1: That's a dangerous combo.
2: Nah, nah. Oh, yeah, dude. Maybe he could play for Chris me. Chris and Chris. <laughs> yeah, <he never laughs> know that. So, yeah. But, um, but no. That is, that
0: is CW. What are you talking about? Yeah,
2: well, CW's playing. Right. But yeah, let's see. What else about? I mean, just the lake. I enjoy the water. I enjoy courses that are built around nice nature, uh, kind of stuff like that. Yeah it was, I would put
0: that course in my top five.
2: I would put it in my top five as well. I mean, I haven't played some of the Northwest courses and what I mean by top five courses or what a good course to me is, is you have a great mix of woods and open. I'm not, since I can't go far, I mean, whatever, but you do have to have open holes, uh, hard open holes, not just these wide open, just bomb and land and then throw another one up there and do the same thing. Um, and You gotta have every shot in your bag to play the course. I mean, I, I just think it's
1: it's another one with a lot of really good variety in the holes, which I appreciate.
2: Yep, yeah. and and I don't know if they're moving the baskets or what uh, for tomorrow, but there's other basket placements for all those um,
0: holes. Mm-hmm. So I think each one of them has two placements. Yeah,
1: yeah, they do. And one uh, thing for me too is is especially growing up there and then going to high school there and quite literally running around the sandy beach area to now look at the same spot that i used to be when i was younger and then look behind me and have a disc golf basket is a pretty surreal thing it's really cool
2: no that that's 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 a moment you get to have right yeah that that is a cool deal um because obviously it wasn't there when uh, you were a kid running around there so i mean I don't, the only baskets probably at that time i don't know that was probably what
1: Graduated in
2: 2011. I was gonna say early, early, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. So,
0: what? A, how long has Mossy Bluff been there?
1: I that I'm so not hundred percent sure.
0: Yeah, I'm finding my phone here. we we'll established date.
2: Of course, we're all looking it up. Uh,
0: so uh, Mossy Bluff, though, I was telling to a couple of uh, the guys. I had two great cards today. Uh, regardless of how shitty I played, um, <laughs> so we'll get to that later. But they were great guys, very kind. Um, we had a good time, and meant you know, one thing I told them was that I wished I had gotten up there, you know, Friday when I had planned to before, so that I could play Mossy maybe a couple of times. It would have been a, a great course to practice, and I think I would it would have helped me.
2: So, for sure oh oh my tea time is 9 um yeah mine's 10 i think something like that
1: do you got your tea time it's 11 something oh
2: okay sure. I'll, I'll be done by the time you fools are tea and i'll, I'll be i'll down. be back to little rock i'll
1: come walk with you and it's a <laughs>
2: um but uh
0: yeah i'll probably show up early too i
2: that's what i was looking um who I was playing or who I played with today. Cause I feel the same way, Chris, you know, uh, it's tough to play courses you've never seen before. Jesse's never really seen Cedar Beach, but dude went out and slayed it today, it. minus five or whatever he shot. Nine. Seven, you
0: know, seven. There is actually, yeah. He killed it. Um, but there is something to say about just showing up to a course and playing it, and not having expectations, but that's if, uh, if I had been consistently playing this golf recently, which I have not, you know, then, then that could have worked out just fine. But like okay. my touch was off. My, uh, my angle control was off. Everything was off. And, and yeah, that, that comes with throwing, right? I mean,
2: and throwing a lot. Yeah, it's a lot I Haven't really been throwing a lot either though. Not that, but my shots are the same. I mean, it's, I, I don't really differentiate too much. Um, let's see here.
1: Well, Mossy is also one of those courses too that if you're off by even just a little bit, it can be brutal.
2: Right. There's some big scores out there today at Mossy, that's for sure, man. Yeah, it's oh.
1: gettable. But it can uh it can bite you too if you're not not on your game. I was so
0: Mossy was established. Oh I'm sorry, go ahead. And I was go ahead.
1: gonna say I was upset. I took my my only bogey of the round was on my final hole and I missed I clanked a twenty footer. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, you hit I mean, that Innova band,
1: yeah. And it, I was saying somebody uh, this to somebody earlier. It's like uh, the veteran baskets, when you hit the cage, they rattle and make that weird it's noise. the worst
0: or, noise I ever, and do. they make
1: you feel bad for yeah. missing. And with Innova, it's if you hit the band, it makes that just <laughs> thud that everybody Man. knows. I,
2: why, why are those basket? because that's not the only basket I've heard of uh dynamic that does that.
0: That right? What that, the shaking of the basket?
2: Yeah, like uh th- they sound like that at uh Mountain View as well.
0: Those are, I think, those are veteran baskets. Yeah, yeah, they're dynamic. Okay. Yeah, why? Why? that shake? I don't know why. I thought I thought the people putting
2: them together weren't tightening the right nuts or something. I mean, it just feels like it, it's loose like that. But yes, Innova does have that sound of amazingness when you hit it. It's not very fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And they had the original Innova disc catchers over at Mossy, and then we said the Dynamic disc at uh, Veteran Baskets at Cedar Beach. Yeah, yeah Ron, since Ron Converse Junior. You know, yeah, ron's
2: sponsored by, sponsored by Dynamic by does a lot for Dynamic. We got Dimex, um disc that nobody's holding up right now, but um, <laughs> they're pretty nice. I, I enjoy that. It was a nice stamp disc. So, in all honesty, that's all I really ever want is a stamp disc from a tournament. I don't want player pack, that means absolutely nothing. Um, but I do want the chalk mini. Mike. Oh, you can have it. Tell yeah, you, you, you that one, one mini on it. Yeah.
1: If you play well tomorrow.
2: All right. I will. Yeah. Man, uh, you know what? You how about we the make the trophy? You talked about the trophy, and the man, I'm just like.
1: Yeah, you want to put a line on the chalk mini?
2: I want that trophy
1: more Would than you anything. Shoot, what did you shoot today in the first round? Uh,
2: 61.
1: Okay. Plus two. So I'll, I'll I'll say if you beat your score or tie it tomorrow, right. it's yours. So if
2: I beat my score or tie it tomorrow, I feel like I'll win. It's on the record. Sam's a good throw. I beat him uh, first round, but the uh, Travis guy, who's a brother-in-law of Jonathan Underwood, of some fashion, um, he's a nice kid too. Yeah, the Sam guy brought his wife. My round was sucking big BBs, and I ran back to my car and got the uh, uh, little stool for her so she could carry around and sit on it. And man, it just felt like
0: it got better after that. Yeah, you get the good karma.
2: It's whatever makes you, you know, like so. Whatever makes you um, feel that way. We'll see. One, four.
1: Did we figure out what year Mossy was established? 2016.
2: 2016. Man, that's not. I mean, that's seven years ago, but it's not. Damn, I was playing that right when that got established because that's right when I moved here it was 2016, and um, my job I was doing, I was coming up here um for the Conway Lowe's, Pangburn, Pangburn. The oh, worst. Yeah, we working for Lows. Worst first job. Uh, uh, they sent me out to do this house, man. I had no idea what is the worst experience ever. Anyways, we had seven women, six women,
0: two. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, Five. Yeah. Three in FA 50, one in FA 40. Um, no, 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 no. And then Yeah, Jana was playing. Oh, Jana makes seven. Three. Yeah, but she was, I didn't even check. There's seven. Yeah, there were
2: seven women in their own divisions, and Jana did play in MA 3. And she did not have a very good uh, second round today, sadly for her. I could could see it um, when you're playing behind them or you see people's, like, um, body language. Like and mannerisms. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. You know, when somebody's playing really well, man, they're not walking like Eeyore with their shoulders slumped and kicking dirt. No, they're, <laughs> they're usually, you know, up and, you know, ready to go, so on and so forth. But we got a round tomorrow. Our la- it's tee times tomorrow. Mike is uh, somewhere in um, Lee Card. Lee Card. Thomas Mike Rouse. Card. Yep, yep. Thomas Rouse. Mike May. Dylan Creason and Grant Halber. I mean, dude, those guys. Uh, those you're playing against three locals. There's these guys play this course all the time. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, am i considered a local even though i've only played it <laughs> months, so.
2: i mean you're probably more local than they are sure. uh being living here and stuff but uh no i think course wise they are i mean this is just looking at the next set you got jonathan underwood evan booth L- lucas murray and uh amos michaels like uh, that's group. Yeah. oh yeah, andrew hill my said, bad yeah. my bad i
1: graduated with him yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Did you ever think he'd be a disc golfer?
1: No, but that's what's so cool is I was uh, I was working at JBO this year, and he just came up and randomly tapped me on my shoulder, and that was the first time I'd seen him really since high school.
2: What was that like? Five years ago?
1: What JBO? No, it was this year. No. Oh, high, high school, school
2: two thousand eleven. Yeah. Oh, okay. You totally yeah. just said that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't have the tournament you
0: wanted to, but you know, life is such. Yeah, no, I did not. Yeah, well, and you know, actually, I was I was thinking about dropping it because mentally, I'm not really in a place to be uh, competing. I haven't been competing, and there's a lot going on in I mean, my it, world right now. So.
2: I really for the
0: event it know, to get out. It's eight eighty four. I mean, that's fifty less than you. Oh, dude, it's terrible. But <laughs> but I did go in today with a. Uh, you know, I knew that if I would, if I would have withdrawn, then you would have given me shit and I didn't want to deal with that. That's Yeah, I, I'm sure yeah, that's
2: exactly <laughs> what you said. Oh God, Seymour's going to give me shit if I withdraw. No, I would never, I would never do that. Especially the issue. I, I would never.
0: I never. But now, it was, uh, Maybe it once. was fun regardless. And I did come in with the mindset that I was probably not going to play well, which is not really, I wasn't optimistic. So and that's probably not good. And uh sure enough, I like I had some great shots, I had some great putts, but the consistency was off and uh, man my like I said earlier, my angle control was way off, and that just comes from not uh not playing consistently. So nothing really felt good. If it makes you yeah, feel, is what it
2: is. If it makes you feel any better, Mike's shooting under his um rating for the I event. I don't, don't want to talk about it. Five points not,
1: uh, it's uh, not 50 i put myself to very high expectations for better or worse so it's uh it's
2: uh, it's tough to do that to yourself i know and that's why we do it i do twos i know my uh, skill level is but still man there's still a i put so much pressure on me to do well when i know there's probably a better than half chance. I'm not going to do well. So, but I still want to do well, no matter what. But, right. And, and yeah, no, that second round, I started out like a big fucking, or excuse me, a big, uh, Amber herd, and, uh, everywhere. And, uh, but yeah, I just, I just, yeah, all over it. And, um, I totally pooed it And, um,
0: everywhere god dang
2: and then man just i just I like we in got into the woods and that's where i started feeling better i don't know why that was it but i was throwing like 75 feet off the off the freaking i was like what is going on i was embarrassed to a point man it was like oh my god <laughs> i didn't get to oh, the on at and mossy nice. yeah, bluff yeah man I, my first few drives dude i think i threw i think three throws were combined for 300 feet babe, at best it's just trash, but then, like I said, somewhere, I don't know, caught my snap and got it going. But,
0: so, uh um, go ahead. No, go, no, you finished. I didn't that have anything else. else. <laughs> well, I was just going to say that that was, uh, one thing that was really, that I really liked about Mossy Bluff was, you know, gap hits that they had on the, even the more open holes. You still had to hit this little gap if you wanted to get the best result. And it was, might be a low ceiling, uh, very narrow. It was, uh, I thought it was a really nicely designed course. So.
2: The guys in my card kind of said the same thing. It was like, man, how am I supposed to hit that gap? You know, it's like six foot. You know, the, I was like, man, that's what you got to hit if you want that. If, if not, you're going to have to really look at other lines and look at some other creativity shot type thing. But Or get lucky. That's right. Yeah, or, or just throw at them. Throw so something of uh, skim off of a branch, and somehow go forward instead of down or to the right or left. Uh, I've seen a couple of them today. They got better. There's no way their shot was going to be good if it even didn't hit that branch. But when it hit that branch, it made it a lot better. So
1: I saw the ultimate redirection today for Eagle on uh, eleven at Cedar. Somebody like flexed it through the gap, past the mando, hit the furthest right tree, and it redirected like forty five degrees left for like a twenty five foot putt for you. God, oh wow! I would buy that if I could.
2: It's but
0: yeah, right. You
2: had the guy finish the rest of the round out. Did he do well? I just wonder if they use all your luck up. I wonder if you only have so much luck in a round and didn't use it up. my um, like on something like that. Like, nine lives always like oh there's one of them gone.
0: Well, here is a question. Then you just brought up the up luck. Do you guys believe in luck in disc golf? You think luck is part of the game? A hundred thousand percent. I believe luck is where opportunity means preparation. So
2: I think if you are prepared for something, if you are prepared for something, and you know that opportunity is coming up, and you prepare for it, you've given yourself the best chance for it. Just like you said, you didn't come up Friday, or didn't get a chance to come up Friday to throw. And if you would have, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind things are different, right? So, I I didn't. I mean, I threw cedar yesterday with Mike. We just kind of ran through it, um, but just kind of know where them baskets are. And, but I don't, you know. I still think you walk up a shot to shot for you. You know what you're going to throw, right? Like, man, there's a flick line, it's a backhand line, or whatever.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know if I agree with that. Was what I percent. I think there's a lot of luck. No, go ahead. In the game. I think – because how many times on a card do you see somebody throw the best shot of the group and get the worst result all the time? Oh, all the time. All the That's time. That's usually mine. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. And I've watched people I, – I, I had it happen to me today on a forehand upshot. I grip-locked it, and it should have left me with like a 45-foot putt, and it kicked the one tree by the basket and put me to like 10 feet. That's not anything about opportunity meets uh, – Whatever it is that you said.
2: Preparation. Yes. <laughs> <It's, laughs> preparation. Yeah, that
1: ain't it. Sometimes people uh, are just lucky, man.
0: That is the definition kind of luck, by the way. Shoulder blade. Well, that's we run, like the... Yeah, I, mean, I like it.
1: That's For, like the whole Paul Macbeth thing. I like, people talk about him being super lucky.
0: I think...
2: I mean I can go even weirder. Man, I really do think if you're getting those kind of good kicks, you're doing good things in life. If you get some bad kicks and you don't get things in your favor, man, you may want to look at take a look in the mirror and see what's see what you're doing in life. I mean
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: I think disc golf reflects life pretty well. Um I've never I've never been on a really down low in life and had some really ups in disc golf. <laughs> They've always been low with the low, but I use that disc golf to not think about those. I'll I'll, I'll make some disc golf lows up, right? So, oh, no. I hit trees off the tee box or whatever, but it's a lot better than bills or divorce or something else.
0: Yeah, it seems to make sense because, yeah, I've probably been in a little bit of a shit situation recently and played like shit today. (laughs) And it's it's where your head's at. It's how you're
2: feeling. It's all about where your head's at. It's a big deal. Yeah. And people, if you don't think so, they, I think people who don't think that don't play serious. I think I think in a casual round, none of this matters, right? We're talking like kind of more mm-hmm. serious disc golf to a point. Yeah. And people say, I have the power. I can say nice shot out of your hand. And it's going to be the best looking shot and then it's going to hit something, right? Yeah, don't nice me, bro. Man, I mean,
0: I'm not the only yeah, one that boy. has that
2: power. but we, <laughs> So that's kind of like the good luck thing or the bad luck, I man. Dude, I've seen some of the greatest shots I ever thought I saw, and I thought it missed a tree, and naturally I say, oh, that's a good shot, great shot, bro. Bam, hits that tree I thought it missed. I'm like, what the fuck? I hate it. So I really don't say too much anymore until I ever feel like. But even if it hits a tree, to me that was still a really good shot. It's hard to account for the tree 250 feet down the course, right? Yeah. You can only do so much. Like, you put it out on its line, and if you do that, and it feels good coming out of your hand, That's all you can hope for because eventually you'll dial in that little whatever six degrees or whatever you have to do to, to, to adjust. But I I think some of the best shots you throw are probably some that hit trees, you know?
1: Well, it's a game of imperfection. Right. Like think about how many things you have to get right for a perfect shot, a truly perfect shot, a lot of different variables
2: yeah a good, yeah really good point point. and I just think the pros are able to cut out a lot of those variables right because you when you throw hard you cut out a lot of variables or where you add some variables to it but also you know you can take some things out if um, you're
1: controlled with it and consistent I think that's the big
2: thing and I think that's where the pros are that's why people think they can be a pro because they throw it one out of ten times or pros are throwing it nine out of ten times yep that's the big difference hey right but there. I did it once I can do it again you go do it bro you should show <laughs> us man <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Calvin could throw a hundred of those discs and not hit the top of that basket like he did on that. Um,
0: that was electric, by the way. Dude, it was really – I thought, it was, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, Yeah, I did see the uh, replay on that. So, um, you know, I, I did see a cool pro move today on the fairways of Cedar Beach. And Cedar Beach is aptly named. I mean, there's cedar trees everywhere. God, and it's crazy to cedar trees there. Yeah, it's a ton. And shout-out, to to the – to the Heber Springs Slings Disc golf group because they did a killer job cleaning up both courses. I mean, they look so good.
2: Yeah, a lot of the but, um, the, the two locals I play with there, we're talking about just how good Mossy Bluff look because it's normally a lot taller, especially in that more open area there on the 16, 17, 18, that area over there
0: by the fence line. That's always the complaint I've heard. Yep, yeah. yeah. That was that, the best I've was, ever seen. It would always... Day. So... Yeah, yeah. The... um. Crap! I forgot what I was going to say about the oh uh, the pro move with some players that and I'll give them a shout out. You know, uh, let's see, it was uh, Grant Hallbauer and Dylan Kreast, and I played with them both in round one, and shout out to Austin Hill, a local as well. He was a, I played with him both rounds, um, but Dylan was throwing rock threes quite often off the tee on several holes at Cedar, and was able to keep it more accurate. Uh, could flip it up. He had a nice beat in one too. Heiser flip it, flip it to flat, let it ride a little bit to the right, and then finish left. It was a, uh, yeah, it was, it was smart. I was not playing that smart today.
2: I um, I uh, it's like the only end of a disc I don't bag is a rock. <laughs>
1: That's so surprising. I don't know. That's the most iconic. Yeah. Oh
2: man. Just the, the Stingray feels much better in my hand. I'll tell you that. So
0: they're about. Well, Mike, tell us about you. Oh, wait, sorry, the stingray? Yeah, yeah. that's... You like the rim.
2: Yeah, I, I like the rim on the rock. I don't like that lip that kind of hangs down. That's my only real knock. I had a nice rock, and then I threw it into a uh, sewer drain, so that was cool. <sighs> wait, no. no. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the rock mold. So.
1: I don't think I've ever thrown one.
2: Uh so how would you know it's the most iconic Molder? I hear people talk about it. You know, the I hear people talk about a buzz too, but I don't know a lot of people. Hey, we like the buzz, right? I throw a buzz over rock. I'll tell you that.
1: Oh, I like you even more.
2: <laughs> but that <laughs> I would throw a buzz over rock all day. Hey, let's go. Um, but um, what are we gonna say? We're gonna talk about Mike. Or we're gonna
0: talk. We're gonna talk about a little bit about Maple Hill. What? I want to know about Mike's round uh, one today because he played round one. He was the only MA1 player to be carded with uh, pros so that it could even the cards out. Yeah. So how was that?
1: Uh, a roller coaster of emotions in many different ways. Um, myself, I for some reason, I don't know why I felt like I had extra pressure on me. I guess playing in like a, a place that I grew up in. But the first three holes, I was so shaky. Like I haven't felt nerves like that in a long time. And then you finally throw a good shot and you get in the groove and then you bang a 40 footer and then you take a bogey on the shortest hole on the course and then you're right back in the toilet. Um, So that was kind of my round. It was all up and down, birdieing, bogeying. Obviously I was on a card with all the pros and it was kind of the same way. Like we would all kind of have our spurts of getting it going and then we would come to a screeching halt with a, a stupid bogey or double bogey on a hole that, especially for people at that level should be a very routine birdie nine times out of ten so that's the nature of it it's just i think a lot of us were putting more pressure than we needed to on ourselves and it just wasn't like at times we were flowing and then other times we were hitting the brakes a little too hard
0: Hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah um it that that course if you do get some crazy kicks off of those cedars, you know, and there's so many branches on those damn things man. that it can put you into some pretty uh, pretty awkward situations. Uh, if you don't have like touch approach, then you may suffer out there.
2: The only other place I've seen trees like that is like the wooded holes at Persimmon. Because you're right, yeah. Branches like the that one hole. there's some branches that you just hit, man. That just just skips off of it like it's water. I mean, you ain't breaking the branch, so.
1: Yeah, and that l- the low ceiling out of cedar is no joke. No. And the gauntlet too—that no. the, the holes five, six, and seven; those are that is like the stretch. I think I think that's the hardest stretch on the course. Five, six,
2: seven—that
1: was probably my proudest one moment thing that- today. Was I parked hole seven on my second shot? Five feet. Let's go.
0: Whoa, <laughs> dude! Nice, very cool. I had to go that. I had to go the left route because. uh uh-huh, I, I yeah. I, I, yeah, I played out there like two or three times, but a lot of the baskets were in positions I'd never played. <laughs> yeah. So I played mainly in the shorts. But yeah, that whole seven was, a, I ended up having to go left. So I had to throw a forehand around to the left side because I was too pinched off on the, did to you, go for the right. Did you have enough to of an angle to get all the way through? I did. Yeah. It was actually a pretty decent shot. So um, it put me in position to put and I made the putt. Okay.
1: Cause I thought about trying to do that intentionally, to be honest, maybe tomorrow.
0: Oh, whole, whole seven
2: set. I see what it is, that nice long one where the. I'll tell you what, that hole is tough, man. It is. Because there's just like one path to the basket, man. I got off to the right hand side and it just, it was like, like, just bam, bam, like trees just. We almost had to throw a, a snake yeah. kind of shot to get through them. But I mean,
1: I, even if you pure, I pured my drive. Mm-hmm. I absolutely filleted my drive. And I still had to throw a patent pending zone flex through a tiny gap to get to the pin.
2: Yeah. I got my card. He flayed his drive and it took a six. That was crazy, dude. I, <laughs> I was like, man, I felt bad. It um, you
0: know, you mentioned patent pending. Uh, I, I threw so many patent pending approach shots today yeah. because of, yeah, that it's just being in, you know, just too close to trees and several of them, small ones, small gaps to get through, um, several, uh, patent pending really steep hyzer yep. approaches
1: and you're so pinched and your angles like it just it makes it really awkward at times and it's like one of those things how often do you ever practice that not a whole lot. Yeah, not very,
2: not very you, maybe like when you get there in another round somewhere and you just kind of do it once that's that's your practice and you're like oh i'm never gonna have that either. i went three three five five six seven
0: a seven being a par four okay. that's
1: great I'd be happy with that
0: yeah, personally. I would too. Yeah. Let's see what I did real quick because now, now I'm curious. Who did it
2: better? Mm, bum, bum, bum. Who did it better?
0: Mike. And now we're going to play. play. Yeah, J Mo was here. We say, What to know with J Mo? <laughs> All
2: right, Mike. 5, 6, 7. Went 4, 3, 3.
1: Yeah, whole 5. I don't want to talk about it.
2: 4, 3, oh, 3. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> oh, no. So,
2: now I got to oh, look no. at
1: Wyman's <laughs> here. <laughs>
2: Ooh, bogey, bogey, bogey. You got, bogey, bogey, bogey. You got the little buzzer there, boy. It's the gauntlet. Yeah, that's tough. It, it, it is. Really, yeah. Because, man, of course, like, there's no gimme, like, holes. It's a tough – there's no, like, just birdie gimme birdie kind of holes. Um, So you don't really get a chance when you get out of a gauntlet like that. Because, let's see, because hole eight is 365 par three. Over the water which the water? i just don't i mean yeah I, I think that's probably i don't know i'm surprised oh i'm looking at wyman's mike you got a birdie on that okay yeah then that, that's I, I would feel like wyman would get a birdie too if he was doing his uh normalness i'd take a bogey man uh
0: you should have seen where i ended up where did you <laughs> it was a, so you know the water was low in that pond, yeah. right? And so the bank was exposed, but they didn't draw a line. It, it, it you know, it said, uh, playing uh the uh, quicksand down there. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was in, I was in that mud and luckily I was close enough to, uh, to the grass right there, Johnson grass or whatever that is growing along the side. So i had one foot with good footing and, uh, and then I'm also light, you know, like a buck 55. So wasn't sinking that far in, but it was, a. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was cool to be to say to be safe because I was kind of pissed. I'd flip the drive. There was a little bit of a headwind out there, yeah. of course, coming into the tunnel where we tee off, and I just misjudged it. When you're control control motor, you are two hundred ten pounds,
2: when you are two hundred ten pounds, you are
0: thinking that mud well.
2: Just so you know how to get my disc out because I went I in the water. That out the yeah, other I day. Did.
1: yeah,
2: man, but yeah, that was, that's that's it's like a, the, what the only water hole right.
1: Uh on that one I believe so. Yep, yeah. yeah,
2: and then how many were on yeah. Mossy like one one? Yeah. One. One. Yep. How'd y'all do on that?
0: <sighs>
2: Part of Blue. I had a birdie look actually. I was happy with that and I missed it.
1: I had way too many outside circle looks at Mossy today. Yeah. That's I, what killed me. I love those. I know that's your thing. It's
2: automatic. I'm like, yay! Yeah, I'm, like, hey, I'm outside circle, um, but yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Now I get to step. Yeah. Um, so what? What hole was that? What hole was the water hole in Mossy? Fourteen, something like that. Yeah. The one
2: before it's that hard little par three. Uh,
1: oh God. One forty five. Oh, not
2: a line to throw. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's like a left hand line. I guess flick line,
1: but. I will say I almost watched Thomas ace it today. He absolutely pure the like Heiser flip line and then hit the, uh, the dreaded band and heard the loudest doink oh. ever.
2: Yeah. And, and it was a yeah, yeah, that, was a, that was cool. I must've been, I heard some, some gentlemen screaming. that must've been them.
1: Oh yeah. That was definitely, oh. <laughs> that was definitely us. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably his dad. Yes. I'm sure it was. <laughs> But uh, we were on the tee box for the next hole when that happened. And I think I was actually about to tee off and run up. And then that happened. Oh,
1: so it kind so. of been been really bad timing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I did end up twoing 14, so. Nice. Yay. Boom. So that's and our. 15. I went, whoa, two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those days. Then you know, what happened? And I went, par, bogey, Par. Par, bogey, bogey. Par, 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 bogey, birdie. Par, pff, mm, pff, bogey, birdie. What?
2: <laughs> 9.24 T-Time. Wow. All right. So that's cool. Um, So that ends tomorrow. And there ain't really much else going on locally, is there?
0: Not, not this weekend, no. So next weekend, you've got... Is the Arkansas, uh, Masters Arkansas Masters up in Mountain View. Chase Underwood running that. So
2: all 22 people that are listening, if you haven't signed up for that and are eligible to, which means you're 40 and over, feel free to. I thought we had like, like 42. Our numbers are dropping, <laughs> man. It's our, it's our production quality. But, it's all Jesse's fault if we're really uh, honest about it. You yeah. know. What's his new – what's his new uh, – what is – the segment? In the know with JMO, that's right. It'll be coming on here in a second with in the know with JMO. If he's still <laughs> even awake. <laughs> the, the game still sounds like it's day on. Day um, what is the game score? No, it, my, oh, it, my God, it. y'all. 38-31 BYU one. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no way. Let's oh, see, crap. Wind.
2: Dude, they scored, the Hogs Hogs scored seven wrong. points in the second half.
1: Oh, no, we suck again. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: there's now there's a game. Kendall Biles now, State, people.
0: Arkansas
2: fans. Bet you wish you had Kendall Biles now. Anyways, um, I say that no, and I don't it. know this Texas score, so let me find that real fast. Oh, we're up 31-10. It's cool. It's cool. No,
0: everything's all right.
2: Yeah, Bama barely beat some scrub school, so Bama's not bad. They're not. We we beat a, a down Bama team. Cool. Um, but yeah, they're not really like like old Bama locally. Locally, other than that, really not much else locally going on. Uh, moving into the cooler, and naturally wherever you're at. We're moving into cooler temperatures, but that also means less light. So let I me mean, start running minis on Sunday, uh, a Sunday morning mini, just because nobody is and um, I'm not going to be able to on, on, on Tuesday night. So I'm in favor of that. Is the Air Force base running on Sunday? No. Some new, some new dude is taking that over, I saw. And I don't know if that's on Sunday okay. when that guy's doing it, but there wasn't was David Helton saying that, dude, uh, for Heart Nation. Um,
0: it might have been Thomas.
2: Thomas what? Cooper. I uh, don't think that was it either, but could have been. No. Why not? Don't really care. I run my minis when I'm warm. Mm, okay. I'm just playing. Okay. Uh, his name is Drake Kefener. Mm. Pretty much every cool. Saturday, yeah. starting September twenty third. Oh, he's gonna go Saturdays. He's going up against Alcots. Okay, that's good. Welcome to the neighborhood.
0: Is he doing it going at the same time? Same Frick same,
2: yeah. uh, I mean, time. this is what we talked about <laughs> on a couple podcasts. I love new people coming in. I love new blood, wanting to do new things. And I'm not saying you had to come get the permission of whoever or whatever. You're entitled to run your minis when you want to. But when you look at the numbers and you see there's only like six people showing up. And you wonder why. There's probably something else going on that, you know, and that's, you're not, you can't, there's not enough disc golfers to, for two minis on a Saturday morning. So yeah, this is not Texas. No, it's not. You're not getting a hundred people at a Zilker mini. (laughs) I mean, that's crazy to think about. Um, yeah. Flex starts hundred plus people all the time at, uh, down there in Austin. So um or Dallas area. But um but yeah, you so I mean good luck to you. I I haven't talked to David about that yet, whoever this gentleman is. But you know, interested in need away on the base, just let me know. So maybe David didn't want to do it anymore, but um you know, another thing I'm seeing <laughs> The, big, the hardest part, y'all, with running minis, I'm going to tell you right now, is divisions and payout and making people feel like they didn't come just to donate versus these guys always win. How come you don't do two divisions? You know, so it, it's such a, I don't know, a give and take, such a, I don't know, it's a very... It's a big gobbly goop of trash, really. But if I'm not getting more than twenty people, if I'm getting twenty people or less out of many, we're all going in one pot. I'm not going to divide it up so there can be five pros and fifteen um, AMs. Where of uh, the fifteen AMs, probably like seven of those AMs probably could move into that pro division, but instead they want to oh sure they want to like get money or whatever. They want to get some payback or whatever. Get, get 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 some on the return if you're coming to minis to win money then you're coming for the wrong thing you should be coming to right minis to play with people in and, and, and harness your game a little bit not oh man the payouts gonna suck so I'm not gonna go
0: okay well not right I mean the- the pay just adds to the competitiveness of it right right you put a little money on it, it kind of changes your mind a little bit and it also
2: it adds to the amount of rules that need to be followed
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah. what rules
2: <laughs> yeah right when money's involved it's every rule to me you know yeah. when money's not involved i could give two s less i mean we're out here to have some fun i mean nobody cares or whatever but but yeah when there's like when i pay out like 40 50 bucks the other night to and college. yeah, you better be following the rules man, because it's, it, you're cheating people out of money then that's not very cool matter of fact, you're probably cheating maybe a friend out of money I mean we all kind of know most of every, everybody, so yeah if they're not a friend
0: it's not a friend they're at least a close acquaintance
2: right you know, we, somebody I played with before, so and 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 I don't know, I just don't understand, but that's something that's never going to be solved. I can tell you that right now, doing this for the last three years or whatever it's been, never going to solve that problem. Just whoever's running minis, run how you want. People will show up, they'll show up. They don't, they don't. Nobody's judging you because your minis only have 10 people and somebody else's has 20. Who cares? You're providing Mm -hmm. a place for disc golfers to go play in some sort of competitive atmosphere. So... If not, it's go a great way to kind of prep for
0: tournaments. I don't I don't pick go ball ball. Kickball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to prep for tournaments. Um, and yeah, I mean, there, there are several courses that we have that, uh, an am can come in there and take the pot. So, Easy. And it's and- a, a lot of work for, it's a lot of work for you or for whoever, you know, um, and that's volunteer work. Yeah. So you're like you said, like you say before, you're a, what was the word you used? I'm just your facilitator. I'm a
2: facilitator, man. All I really am is a middleman money handler. You guys, really, all you do is entrust me to hold on to some money and pay people out based on the score. That's really it. Anybody can say, hey, I'm meeting up at, you know, we're going to meet every Tuesday at, um, at Morehart. Anybody can do that. You can set this up, man it's just really you people just trust the people who are running it i mean just not going to run off with their money that's why i don't like ace pots anymore i'm not good with money y'all so um i don't really like having ace pot money sitting around because i'm the kind of guy oh, i can use this now i mean, he's coming up at this time <laughs> yeah i need like to pay, of pay a bill off real quick <laughs> i'll be able to have
0: it back by the
2: time we have the next meeting no problem yeah. man and it doesn't happen and you're like oh my god please don't somebody hit an ace and then you, somebody <laughs> hits an ace and you gotta go give some blood and see him and you're like uh, oh my god <laughs> and i'll pay you tomorrow i promise bro <laughs> no i uh, i will say that uh the worst one for me personally is um match play um because yeah that's a big fat i mean but but it's my own fault, right? So you spend it, you have to make it up. You have to pay these people, man. You you have to pay. If you're running these things, you have to do it right. You have to pay people. Because if you don't, you, nobody will ever want to come to your minis again. Nobody will ever want to be a part of whatever you're doing again. You it, So as long as you have credibility, people will show up. Once you start losing that credibility, just not going to happen, man. So.
0: You are absolutely right. Um, I love minis. So, <laughs> you know what I said. I love minis. I played
2: like trash in the last couple of minis, and I've, I've been playing well today. So I don't know.
0: It's just all in where you're on your head. right that.: I just yeah, something to be said for that. You know, I've always said that like I don't like to play a round before a tournament because I might play a really good round and then I've used it up. So, but that's just that's just you know. Hey, what, what's the
2: what's the term we learned tonight?
1: With
0: what BYU?
1: Oh God! You want to talk about that?
2: What's that term called? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious. I I the S word. Yeah.
1: <laughs> soaking. Soaking.
2: Oh my God! Never heard of soaking before. Have you heard of soaking? <laughs>
1: oh God. <laughs> No. It's a good thing you haven't. I'll tell you that. You're better off not hearing it. This is
2: still PG, dude. Soaking is when a boy and girl get together and the boy just lays there and somebody gyrates him. He doesn't do anything, but he gyrates. Somebody else is gyrate. Can you believe this is a real effing thing? Yes, <laughs>
1: with its own name <laughs> and everything.
0: Soaking to edging okay, yeah. to pegging. I mean, dude, what is the world coming to these days? Check this out. I'm about to get on Urban Dictionary and say, nah, like yeah, that. dude, that's the." Wait. <laughs> oh, Jesse
2: and uh, Mike were talking about. I never heard that before, but that's not uncommon. Um, I do enjoy new terms. Um,
1: what do you think it was when you first heard it?
2: Soaking, like,
1: where did your mind like go?
2: Soaking. Some sort of urination, some sort of wet <laughs> wetness, moistness. All right, not not some dude laying on top of a girl and some other person gyrating. Him.
1: Oh boy!
2: So, bad. <laughs> hey, speaking, that's a good transition. Speaking of soaking, <laughs> yeah. so Mike, how'd you get into this? <laughs> not
1: through soaking. No, you weren't. You weren't soaking and no, <laughs> watched no, the video. I was not, I was not soaking.
0: Dude, it's on here. It's it's an urban dictionary it, is it we said what's it is things.
1: what's the definition
0: gently uh well so this is actually this has to do with uh with mormon teens yeah that's what we're talking but about oh, okay okay yeah so some mormon <laughs> teens have convinced themselves that putting a penis in a vagina and then not moving is not sex that's called soaking now, the jump man is the person who will jump in the <laughs> bed next to you, soaking to get some the jump man. We didn't know. We just learned about jump, oh, yeah, man. The jump man. Jesse, the jump and the man. and He <laughs> <laughs> said what? So the jump man, which is its own, it has its own definition. Uh, I'm going to use it in a sentence, too. This is great. So, let me finish this real quick. The jump man is the person who will jump in the bed next to you, soaking to get some friction going without you technically moving. Jake wanted me to jump. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Jake wanted me to the jump man. I don't know why they have D in there for his soaking tonight. That's five nights in a row. That's the uh, That's so okay. whoa, dude. I mean, this is called a threesome where I'm from, man. I mean, it's got the jump
1: man. I need to get Jesse.
0: To oh get God, in on it. There's there's more. There's more and it gets more gold. We're
2: good. We're good. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why that came to my brain. Um, <laughs> no the, the whole soaking <laughs> thing. I thought that was pretty funny, dude. I thought that was pretty comical. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about it again. I, really, I, I may become a Mormon just so I can soak. I don't really have any affiliation, so why not? I always like the Catholic one, though. I just do whatever I want. And then on Sunday, you know, just say a few Hail Marys, I'm good. So that's another good one. Religion Discuss my religion and um, and they're kind of in I don't know what would you call Maple Hill. Maple Hill is probably like I'm not gonna say it's Mecca or Jerusalem because it's it, it, it's pretty close. It, it's one of those courses. The Christmas tree set it out, you know, apart. Um, it's kind of neat and they've redesigned it this year i guess a little bit a few holes
1: yeah hole nine is a monster
2: it's um i watched them and yeah man that's that's not an easy hole and they were talking about on that hole about how maybe they're starting to make it too hard because that hole is an example of it because it's it was kind of like the tiger rules right like they started just really lengthening courses where tigers couldn't reach and yeah, tiger proof. Yeah. And they're trying to do that to disc yeah. golfers now. And uh elevation's a great way to do it, I think, up
1: and down like that hole is. So Well, I think Steve Dodge even said in an interview he was trying to leapfrog the player's ability so that he said the original hole was one the back in the day was hard enough, and then the player's ability had leapfrogged that hole. So now what he's trying to do is leapfrog the players' abilities. And let the players catch up to the hole,
2: and I think that's the way it should be. I think you give the players a a challenge where they say, "Damn, I want I want to get nine as a two or whatever, a three or whatever the par is, and um, or under." Versus, yeah, man, the, you challenge the players to get better. Not that they're not, but they're throwing those same shots on some of these courses just over and over and over.
0: And it, it's, right, and that's why you see some courses no longer on tour. You know, as far as the elite series and whatnot are on the pro tour.
1: Yeah, like Memorial.
0: Right, that's exactly what I was thinking. Heiserfest. So, yeah, fun course. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a blast to play. Yeah, but and a beautiful, yeah, not list. pro tour level. I don't think yeah, it's, yeah, it's um, cool. right. Yeah, it, it's probably not
2: easy to watch. I'm sure it's not very fun. So
0: it yeah it's really not um you know i, I feel like uh um, emporia is getting that way with with country club that's good just, they need major. to do exactly what steve dodge is doing you know yeah, so cool. mike works for the pro tour um he does yes? i do we can mention that right? yeah. yeah yeah very cool social media so what do you media. do for the pro tour so i, like, I, I started to watch the tournaments
1: yeah so i mean we have like a a protocol. When I first started, it was uh, social media and marketing. And I was kind of split between the two. Um, and then now I'm pretty much all socials. So it's it's me.
2: You're all socialists? No, all
1: socials. All social media. So we have a team of three right now in season. Um, and then in the off season, we'll have a team of two. So essentially... Everything you see on the Pro Tour's social media accounts I'm 50% accountable for that. Good or bad, so either you love me or you hate me for it. Sorry.
2: So, you okay, so the, the, we're talking Instagram and Twitter Instagram, and Twitter Snapchat and, and um Grindr, those kind of social media uh, not quite
0: that oh. oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no grinder is probably the main one.
1: I
2: think so. It feels like it really feeds in. I can't wait to see right beside Barbara Saul, the grinder. More uh, <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> soakings allowed. The DGPT.
1: I do not
0: condone that. Message. I do not. I do not approve. Well done. Well done. I think we, we're probably safe. I don't think anybody on the pro tour actually listens to us. But. You never know. So it just takes
2: one person, and to hear. And like, <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. uh, but I'm just joking. Yeah, um, I do yeah. like the DGPT's social. I, I think, I think everybody can do a better job with social. Not, no, knock I just think, that, but, but then it becomes piece. too much, right? Like you oversaturated. I think it's it's a fine line it, yeah that's for sure
1: we have a whole system so it's in season we try to do five posts a day um which, which can be a lot because sometimes it's easier like uh during event season it's it's pretty simple it's we we watch the rounds live and then we try to choose the best clips from that and that's a lot of what my job is during the weekends um well we have one person working fpo one working one person working mpo um and then usually, you know, Monday and Tuesday after that, we try to choose the big highlights from the weekend and run those to get the most engagement. Um, and then in the off season is when we really have to be creative because now we're having to think of, you know, all these ideas and five posts a day, seven days a week. That's a lot, that's a lot of posts and a lot of ideas to come up with. So it 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 takes more brain power than uh, you might think on the surface.
2: Well, I mean, I'm sure you can get short. Okay, I can give you some ideas, man. We, yeah, please. we we'll soak just, it up as long as they're
1: not soaking
2: ideas. <laughs> soak <laughs> I don't think those would <laughs> yeah. perform very well. To soak, be honest with soaking that. it up like biscuits uh, and gravy, boy. Go, go.
0: I don't know, man. That might become the uh, the niche you're looking for. Is this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they're also, you know, they've got two, uh, the tour extends now, or at least starts into next year, still in this current year. Is that right? Uh, I, think I did, uh,
1: last year like we Marshall had, last year. yeah, we had the wraparound events. We had like Marshall I on, yeah. and oh, I forget the other, but they were essentially a silver event for us. Um, and I, I don't know if we're doing that again this year or not. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm not privy to that information.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right that because they're still trying to figure out the uh, the FPO situation, really for, for you now. next it's, year. It's yeah. An FPO situation? Oh, just the uh, like like to uh, like MVP. That's for the for the ladies, isn't it? Uh, United, the, Series, um, yeah, yeah, the United series. I think that's the for final the, United for the men, series. Of the year. Plus. Yeah, but uh, for the men, it still falls under an elite plus event. Is that right?
1: So this is our playoff event. So this is our final playoff event.
0: Playoffs.
2: So, what Which, is exactly, I'm sorry, what exactly no, are these playoffs? I mean,
1: our schedule this year is definitely uh, a little wonky because I think, ideally, I think everybody would want it to be when the playoffs start, it's the end of the season. So, you have playoff event, playoff event, and then the tour championship to wrap it up. But this year, we've had. We had Diglo was our first playoff event, which the playoff events essentially will award more points for the tour championship. Um, and then we had a silver event and then a major and then another silver event and then MVP this weekend. And then we have us women's and then us DGC and then the tour championship, I believe.
2: Wow. That's a lot.
1: It's a lot.
2: That was, I felt like the season's almost over and I feel like you just extended another year.
1: We we're going to have 30 plus events mm-hmm. this year mid 30s it's a lot it's
2: compared to i I don't know the numbers from years past let's just say five years ago well 20s i
1: think probably so low to mid 20s man yeah that that's a great
2: thing i mean that shows obvious to me that shows growth for the game um because there's a lot of courses out there that want to put on events and i'm assuming they reach out to the dgpt and say hey bro I got this championship level course that I just made. <laughs> I laugh at that because nobody, everybody always says that and they're never really
0: championship level. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we've, we've heard that about a couple of courses yeah, locally.
2: A few in my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but so is that how, do they reach, I guess it's a m- mutual thing. I guess they probably DGPT hears about a good course or something like that. I can't yeah, imagine. I,
1: I think right now it's kind of, we kind of go out and try to choose them. But I, I do believe we're in the process of trying to have like a bid process.
2: Okay. That's yeah. Maybe that's and to me.
1: Kind of like how they do majors and worlds right. and stuff.
2: And that's yeah, probably the way it should be. A bid process. It should be a core set of um, things. A, a course must be able to provide for a tour event logistics. There's a lot that goes into Wi-Fi it. internet, all that kind of shit like that, stuff like that. Um, support blah 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 and then if you meet those then yeah put in a bid you know these are we're gonna have these amount of events and i do think they do a good job of well they start like in texas and then they go up to Tennessee, then they cruise over Jonesboro, and then they go all the way across country. They try to make
1: it as seamless, but there are a few that are a little little wonky But I think they avoid. I think they do a good
2: job coming back to the north and then essentially ending in South Carolina, right? And that's where it ends up? Uh, Nevin is in the Carolinas. Oh, I'm always thinking uh, we looked that up the the other day. Yeah, uh, North Carolina. Um,
1: It used to be Hornets' Nest, but now it's at Nevin.
2: Because I was thinking the uh, Innova event there, the US DGC was the end, but that's not right.
1: Oh, one through, yeah. That'll be the final major of the year.
0: That is in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Rock Hill, baby.
0: Rock Hill, yeah. So with the uh, with Jonesboro being on the tour, uh, well, uh, it, it probably needs to do what Steve Dodge is doing as well. <sighs> he got shredded in team, that, that course last year. Yeah, but uh, with that on the tour, you know, it puts Little Rock kind of in line. So there's a – I think Little Rock would be a great location for a tour stop. Maybe Agreed. not, you know, high up Elite Plus or anything like that, but a silver, like on the way to Jonesboro or Well,
1: there used to whatever. be um, the, the vintage. vintage. Yeah, and it was always perfect because uh-huh. it was the week before Jonesboro. So it made a lot of sense logistically for, like, pros to come up here and get – in the area and then still get to go play like a, a lesser event and warm up for the big event.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what, uh, what was it? Uh, little rock games tried to do, you know, they got Yakub mm-hmm. and, uh, um, Max and, um, uh, other dude, I can't pronounce his name at all. or not come close to it. Jensen. He's joked. Is- yeah. 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 He was, hey, he was a cat.
1: Cat came down and played that too.
2: <laughs> so, right. And, and they only heard about it through, seth finley yep and that's up to really I'm, I'm a there's not like a player liaison is there is there anywhere like say like uh i'm running a tournament in little rock and i call up and say dude i'm having this tournament can you tell these guys um you know th- this is what we got we got five grand cash on your way up to um you know whatever
1: i mean i would probably say charles is your best bet for that just because he's communications with all the players and he probably knows a lot of them on a personal level
2: right so that's how you do it right I, I, Birmingham has a good tournament I think at the same time is a reason where, where a lot of other pros win is I believe what Yaku was telling me um, there's a nice one in Alabama as well so gotcha. but I think that's how you catch him right if you want to get your name out on the tour you catch them in between these stops, these big events, right? Because, man, if you can catch them going across country somewhere, somehow, and let them try to earn some money, I mean, I'm sure they have no problem doing that. So
1: you got to make it as easy as possible for them or make somewhere that is so unbelievably good to play that they cannot pass it up.
2: Yeah, man. Especially, I mean, I got to think money talks and BS walks with him as well. Just like any any walk of life, man. Yeah. You 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 make some of these pots, but like, at least he's throwing up a five thousand. Was he up to eight thousand dollars or whatever it was for
0: eighty? He's up to eighty five hundred. So he's like, up to will Probably he'll probably get close to ten by the end of it. I would imagine
2: ten ten thousand dollars. Now all of it does not go to right now. Well, he's yet? already full no but it uh, doesn't some of that go to the um the kids some of that is donated yeah Yeah. which is uh what is that the burn victims right uh yes i will yeah. say why am i yeah i mean because uh, to me that's Salve. one of the worst things ever having to live with that
0: uh oh god yeah ugh. and but, it goes to a great cause but um and they've got a great sponsor in subaru um here locally. These are the things you so know,
2: I like L.L. Bean as a sponsor a lot better than Barbersol. I mean, I know anybody will take money from anyone. I mean, it could be the uh, Soak, L. L. Bean soak Spot could the pay the money. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, <laughs> <laughs> whole, whole nine sponsored by Soak Spot where <laughs> soak it so- up. <a> spot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to make a little soak spot commercial for this. <laughs> anyway, but we'll take money from anyone, but man, I, I really felt like L.L. Bean uh, was a great sponsor. They just seems like the clothing and stuff go hand in hand. It's um, a great fit. It is. Uh, not that Barbasol's not. I mean, it is a shaving cream, and most of those dudes are shaving, I think. Well, they don't look
0: like it, but <laughs> I mean... it's just. Cool. Know, there's a lot of young people on tour now, yeah. <laughs> They're letting, they want it they want it to grow out, you know, so it's they can cool get older. But to have a national brand
2: recognize a game.
1: yep, that's it right there. Yes. And and brands that you know, like that you hear outside of, like, the niche sport of it. Because right now in disc golf, it's a lot of just disc golf companies that you see advertising.
2: Yeah, so what was the get... one I saw today? Like, Remake Disc or something, Re, something. I forget. And I'm just like, man, how many of these companies just can... If you're not making something like a disc or a bat oh you told me the ones were a bag i forgot who that was but um here yeah it's just like it doesn't make sense to to have these middlemen companies like i hate to say like 1010 1010 does a great job they're amazing company for disc golf but man they just sell discs that other people are already selling right
0: Right, they're just a middleman. I mean, they're you know they're just a big shot. They just do it really well. You know, good for them. And they do, and
2: they don't think they. I mean, maybe if you put your own personal stamps on some of these discs or you wiped them, I don't even know if you can do that. I but don't think
1: people would care that much.
2: I don't. That's hard. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, but the yellow Bean. Uh, who else would be a good? Um, I think I feel like Timberland, some sort.
1: Uh, I think Merrill sponsored uh, with Ledgestone, which was really cool too.
2: Right. That, that 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 again, hand in hand, right?
1: Yep. But that's a good first step, to be honest. Yeah. The fact that we have yeah, brands right. that you know we know outside of the sport that are finally coming into the sport is a huge, huge step forward.
0: Yeah, and that they can be connected with the sport in some way. Like you're right, a lot of LL Bean's uh, clothing and even some of their boots, if folk, folks wear like Timberland style boots, I mean, L.L.B. Bean makes a lot of stuff, yeah. And yeah, you know, they brought their mobile shop out there too. Apparently, to uh, World looked like a it was a big boot or some something. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, it's pretty neat. I don't know why I'm sitting here thinking about
1: Eddie Bauer would be another good one.
2: Yeah, Eddie Bauer. Um, Eddie
1: Bauer.
0: <laughs>
2: Any sort of athletic clothing wear.
1: How long till we get some Nike and Adidas and Under Armour discs? Yeah. Oh, I'll we really a while for
0: that. <laughs> I would imagine. You know, Adidas <sighs> Man. Adidas would be a good sponsor since there's, their shoes are so heavily. And they've legalized. sponsored
1: players yeah. before. I think Paul had a Terex sponsor at one point.
0: They're the he did, yeah.
2: good disc golf shoe for sure. That's what I wear, Vans is another one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good one too. So a lot of guys in that they're not the Exo Vans like I wear. These dudes are just wearing some old street beaters, skateboarding things out there throwing in. Man, there's no way I could do that. Man, my feet are so flat, I, my knees would be hurting by
0: two yeah. holes. But it's, it's like the, shoes. That- a lot of them are wearing the right. A lot of them are wearing the MTEs, uh, the Exo MTEs, but. what i have but you're right dude if you if you already have flat feet then great but if you don't and you actually do wear shoes that have arch support those are not the disc golf shoe for you right so (laughs) um i do not wear those every day because i don't want to wear them every day
2: you know big germ i like the idea of because he's right um you got to have power i mean i know keeping score out there uh at uh for DGPT, they, they at least give you the power. Um, they're nice enough to give you a power supply over there and uh, when you play or keep score. So I like that, oh, that, I that the big germ. The, oh, the, the Naqua. Yeah, the dude who gave up the $20,000, the East whatever metal company, that made no sense to me. Being oh. a... Being a Regionalized uh, company. I mean, that's only applicable to the Northeast, really. I mean, there's not any. I don't think that. I don't think I can buy metal from that guy down here and make it worth as well. But anybody wants to give up money, feel free. That's a lot of money, twenty k.
0: Spend way more money than you should uh, from down here getting stuff from up there. So yeah, but. So,
2: Mike, how'd you get into disc golf?
1: Um, good segue. That is a good question. I, I guess I have kind of like two bifurcating stories on how I got into disc golf and then how I got my job at the tour. So we'll go with how I started disc golf was. It's basically the typical story of, A long time ago, I had three discs that I had no idea what they did, and they were in my trunk, and I would go to res, and it was mainly a side activity for drinking.
2: (laughs) Sounds like everybody so far, yeah.
1: (laughs) And I had no idea, and then I stopped playing, and then COVID hit, and I had a buddy that invited me out to res again, RIP. Um, And it was kind of just perfect timing where I didn't have – a sport to kind of let my have a competitive outlet for me and so i played that one round and i thank god i threw one it was probably a terrible shot by today's standards for me but back then it was it felt magical and ever since then i was hooked and i think one of my favorite things that i really liked about the sport for me was the fact that i sucked at it in the beginning um, I, I enjoy the process of getting better at something a whole lot. Right. Um, yeah. And so I played for probably close to a year. And then my friends were telling me, you need to go play tournaments. And I was like, oh, dude, I don't think I'm good enough to play tournaments. I was so scared to play in a tournament. And then I finally played in a couple of flex starts and got my uh, butt handed to me. And then uh, the rest is kind of history. I'm a full blown addict with way too many discs, and uh, hold myself to a higher standard than I should when I play in tournaments. So, fell in love. Yeah, um,
2: I remember when you come on, you were getting because ratings. I mean, because that's how that's a good base in judgment on people, and you're you're throwing really well, and you're playing well under your uh, rating or in the division you're like bagging in ma3 or something like that
1: i never played ma3 (laughs) i started out playing ma1 and i was like i'm not even sniffing the podium and then i went to ma2 and i played two events in ma2 and one and then i moved up to ma1 isn't it
2: crazy man yeah because you can get a really good rating in two events and people would think you're this just amazing badass disc golfer and you had just two good events i mean yeah when you see somebody on your home court, when you see somebody's got like 90 total tournaments and 30 wins yeah that's that's a little bit different than you know one or two so yeah
1: well i know like the thing for me was uh, jumping down to ma2 and getting my first win and it sounds a little corny but like legitimately proving to myself that i could actually do it was like a huge stepping point in in my disc golf skill level. I remember it to this day.
2: We play, like you said, we want to win. You've played sports. I'm here at your house. I've seen all your seventh grade uh, <laughs> basketball pitchers and stuff. <laughs> but Yeah, I would assume you're athletic. So. He is. Uh, he's, he seemed to do well in sports, and um, he was the fifth grade um, all-star quiz all, captain. <laughs> Oh, quiz ball. I just happened to walk by that trophy <laughs> yeah. here, proudly displayed in uh, Mike's house here. But um, and I and I played sports growing up, and I love I love competitiveness. I, I think it's something you have to have in life to kind of feel alive. Yep. And um, and this game gives it to me, and and however I want it, the most playing rated rounds, playing with you guys, um, or just. Playing the course. I mean, it's, it's, it's um,
1: yeah, there's a lot of different ways to, to classify competitive.
2: Well, for sure. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's how I knew Mike. That's how we, or I say we, I don't want to speak for Wyman, but yeah, that's how I knew Mike. And, uh, um, I
1: met a lot of you guys is through the tournament scene.
2: Yep. Yeah. And, um,
0: and you just like yeah, yeah. to get, I actually used to beat Mike.
1: <laughs> I was terrified of Wyman when I first started playing. Yeah. I was started. like, we're in the same division. He's going to kick my butt. I have no
0: chance. And he started hanging out with me and Man, I used became to. trashy. So. <laughs> I know, it has rubbed off. <sighs> I know, it's a... But yeah, I remember when you came on the scene, Mike, and uh, I knew that you had played a couple of events in MA2, and, and I was I respected you for that, by the way. I did the same thing. I actually started, I skipped MA3, um, and I jumped into MA2, and I didn't win my first two. and In fact, I played in there for like a year. But, uh, but I at least, you know, got in MA2, and I kind of built up that competitiveness. Yeah, so. and
1: confidence, too. But,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, you got to build that confidence. And, man, it's a great way to learn the rules, too. You don't want to jump right into MA1. Or right? if you, mm-hmm. you just come out and you're a prodigy disc golf player, and you jump into MA1 or pro, and you don't even know the rules, <laughs> like that's... <laughs> And a lot of people do it, man, because
2: their buddies are an MA1, or they yep. know somebody, or whatever. And they're like, "Oh, dude, you're good enough. to Go ahead and play in that." And you get kind of lured into that when you shouldn't be, and 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 it's it's a lot harder to go back than it is go forward does that make sense yeah like, no, it does because once you're an yeah. ma1 you yeah, to take for you two to take a step back i know wyman's talked about it time time in here and there just to just to play an ma2 and and and, and to get there's nothing wrong to step down mm-hmm. as long as you're within the rules mm-hmm. get the ratings and get that win i mean what's the big deal right that's a confident booster for you just don't linger right don't don't be like chase <laughs> Love you, Chase. I know you don't listen yeah. uh, and sit there and hang out at the nine thirty. What is it? Nine thirty-five or whatever gets you to uh, where you can't play MA two anymore. Yeah, yeah, nine thirty-five. So when you're hanging around, like just like me, I, you know what? I make fun of myself. I'm at eight seventy right now, um but yeah, I, I'll hang around MA three. Why? Because, like a dude said today, or, or one of the rounds he said today was like, "This is why I'm an MA3 because I don't shoot consistently. I don't shoot enough consistent shots. Yeah. I see him have the shots right one, one, good drive, you know, two good drives, third drive, tree, fourth drive, tree, yeah. and so the the higher up you go, the more consistent you have to play. It's just that simple, yeah. And dude, but so." You got into it for the competitiveness during COVID. Yeah. Um,
1: and it was just a great excuse to be outdoors.
2: It is. People don't understand that. Like, man, I'll chase a Frisbee all day long at these parks. I don't yes. care because it's nice, especially beautiful weather.
1: That's why I tell people like that, that have never heard of the sport or have maybe heard of it but have never gone. And I was like, even if you don't enjoy the actual uh, activity of throwing, you're just going to enjoy being out there.
2: I, I try to tell it to a lot of girls. They just don't want to follow me. I mean, like, man, it's fun to go. You you, you claim you like the outdoors. It's on your little page here. Uh, yeah. So oh, come on. Why not go hang out with me and, walk and play some? I, I don't want to play. I, you don't have to. You see some of the most beautiful play, like this, week, this weekend, dude, these two courses we're playing yeah. at. It's not more heart. No, there's no trash or needles. Or, uh, <laughs> it's a really nice course. These are really nice courses and really nice parks and really nice parts of the uh, state. And they're everywhere, all over, right? And every state has them. Um, but yeah, it gets you. To, if pickleball was designed for old people just to get them some uh, exercise, over it's golf right, is right. the same way. I mean, it's the most
1: to walk in nature.
2: It, it's all it really is with w- with some Frisbees in your hand. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, there's nothing strenuous about it except stressing out that you just made a bad shot.
1: Well, I relate you know, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say real quick that pickleball is, uh, so disc golf is like practicing mindfulness. Pickleball is like a uh, social status, you know? God. people play pickleball to like they go to church you know yeah because they think they have to hey pickleball's a kind lot of
1: fun though <laughs> is it yeah don't ever say that it is fun. It, it's fun it looks fun
2: i watch a lot of the videos and there's some just some really crazy amazing points and and the rules are definitely different in tennis um
1: well pickleball is one of those things that like i don't think i would want to get too into the weeds on it. Whereas like disc golf I knew pretty early on. I was like, I'm going full head into it.
2: There's there's no oh, there's man. no weed in pickleball. It's in disc <laughs> golf. <laughs> That's, I do know that much man. I do feel like it's kind of a social status game, but um it does look fun. I would like to play it sometime. Um
0: I don't know. It's, it's got so much to do. It's fairly day. cheap, I guess. But, it's, man, it's blown up like crazy. You know, the, disc golf was at one point the fastest growing sport, new sport. Uh, pickleball has definitely taken that over. So There's a lot of reason for that, too. It is, man. I mean, it's yeah. It's a good
2: way to play with your buddy. And then maybe you, you get your buddy and, and hit your wife. And you get your wife and your buddy and his wife to play and that kind of stuff. It was so hard when I had relationships to people want to go play, man. It's just, I don't know why I don't get it. I really don't. Why you want not want to go play disc golf or just walk around with me. I'm a, I'm a nice guy.
0: Back then I was kicking no, back screaming F words. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to uh, get my ex-girlfriend interested in just walking around with me out in the, uh, on the disc golf courses because it is hiking, you know, it's, it's a combination of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I've taken a few, out so and I've heard no yeah. complaints.
0: Well, God, yeah, still, you killed them and left them there.
1: That's what it was.
0: Come watch, how, <laughs> and see how good I am at this game.
2: <laughs> and then they never came back. Right, <laughs> I mean, never heard of them again. But um, who
0: are we talking about?
2: I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
2: Nightman.
0: Day man. Day
2: man. Oh. <laughs> Fighter <laughs> of the Night, man. Ah, uh, that's such a great episode, man.
0: Hey, you watch
2: it's, uh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I have not. Okay, no, I know so that's uh, that. <laughs> He's huffing paint. He's huffing. (laughs) Yeah. What's wrong with you, man? He's got paint all over his (laughs) lips, dude. Huffing it out of a sock. I've heard of such thing. You cannot Walmart bags when I can't.
0: (laughs) You can't watch. You can't binge watch that show, man. The the banter between the characters is just too much sometimes it, it's just a modern day
2: white trash version of Seinfeld it's the way I look at it man mm, okay. uh, because they're it's the same dynamic and it's the same just it's pretty good I enjoy it um I haven't watched it in a long time I, I was watching well, well, there for a while but uh, we digress so let's see we, we
0: Mike, when did you start working for the pro tour
1: um so this story this story is a little bit th- that question is easy to answer I started at Worlds last year. I remember Worlds was my first event and I was like oh my god I'm in the fire. Um but, but my like the 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 origin story of of how I got the job was um before the pro tour I was essentially in the content creation and gaming space. Um, I had a, if you ever want to see me as I like to call it, be an idiot on the internet, go to uh gameology on YouTube or Facebook. Um, it was a, it was a pretty large channel and they had reached out to me for something else. And the funny story is that they had reached out to me. The email went to the junk. I never saw it, like probably the biggest opportunity I could ever get. And I never saw it. They did it again. It went to my junk email again and I never saw it. Thankfully, they liked me enough to send me from a different email, and that one went through. Um, and from there, I got to be and, and host a show called Luck or Skill, um, which I think we did. I don't remember how many episodes we did, but we did close to 50 or 60. It was a long-running thing. Um, and from there, I hosted it. I produced it. And, and doing well on that, I was able to go and do voiceovers and write scripts for gaming and do all that kind of nerd stuff. Um and so that how that kind of ties in is is when I started playing tournaments, I would play on the the weekend minis that Baker and Diamond State were putting on, and I had randomly gotten on a card with Baker, and it was my first time meeting him, and we kind of got to you know shooting it a little bit and he told me what he did and at the time he was uh the head of marketing for the pro tour and I was like, oh yeah, you- i kind of like that. And so I kind of told him what I had done and I got his number and a week later I had a job interview. And then a week later after that, I had a job.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I'm still trying yeah, to wrap know, my ahead head ahead about ahead. you
2: writing the <laughs> Cause I did look this up, man. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, what was that called? Amology.
2: Yeah. So, Game so game. you're you are you you run one of these people right here yeah, that's
1: was... me. If you go back six months, I'll be on there.
2: So this says Marine uh reacts to yeah. end game mission from COD. So you
1: So essentially what they would do, their their Gamology's big claim to fame, and it was it's was very successful, is they would take people out of from real life scenarios like special operations soldiers and have them react to missions and video games and compare them to real life situations okay. or firefighters or um, like ER surgeons and have them break down the medical aspects of it. So kind of bring the real life into the video games. and,
2: and all Oh, that so so they had some real-life thugs that reenacted yeah, that that thought they had, that, that Grand Hitman. Theft Auto were.
0: <laughs>
1: they, had, they had the voice actors from Grand Theft Auto react to some of their scenes. That was pretty cool. They've had a real-life Hitman react to Hitman the game.
2: That, you know, That's, Hitman was one of my favorite games, the first of Hitman. Mm-hmm, classic. <laughs> Trying to do that game where you stealthily snuck around and just choke people out and <laughs> drug them into a uh, closet and change them. That was one of the hardest games I ever played. I, I don't, man. It was, it was a fun
1: game. It is fun.
2: Navy Seal reacts to no Russian. I mean, this is funny, man. This, I didn't know that. I didn't know they did that. The yeah if you
1: uh if you go in there and you look at luck or skill you'll see all my stuff and then what I, I i branched off into a whole bunch of different stuff sometimes it may not make a lot of hey. sense but sometimes it works out that's me yeah. <laughs> that's you that's, me. that's you dude that me see i was kind of weird i remember i remember my first episode i ever did for that at the time oh there
2: it. you are dude nine years of gta v
1: five yeah my first episode uh, I ever did. I had like 500 subscribers, I think, on YouTube, so very small. And I was like, "Oh, this is my big chance!" So I, I really, really, really hammed it up. And they knew that I didn't like a certain play style in Call of Duty. For those of you that play COD and are nerds. Um, I don't like people to use riot shields or to sit in corners. It is the bane of my existence.
2: Oh, I've been. I watch a lot of reels, and I and I hear that. Yeah, it it seems like a good tactic, but yeah, that's fine.
1: So they purposely put a clip in there, and I absolutely lost my ever-loving mind. And that video on Facebook got somewhere in the five million view range, and I got absolutely filleted in the comments
2: that's one thing about this that i'm 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 lucky that we don't have like this huge audience in the sun I, being flamed by people that i don't know and it's i mean it's right and you're like man maybe this guy is right or you take it really personal and you really shouldn't because they don't know any different but you get used to it after i, I would assume and you have to i mean because i'm just sitting here watching <laughs> this is funny you're sitting here just talking about Mm -hmm. something john wick or something
1: well that's the thing is is with that we had (laughs) like recording sessions where we would record multiple episodes in a day so we could have like a month worth of content recorded in a day and i knew that if i was a big dumb idiot during that recording session that was up to them whether they used it or not right so if i don't want to be perceived as an idiot don't act like an idiot Who's this dude you're doing it with? Who's uh, Josh, man, one of our hosts, my co-host for that show. I met a lot of really, really cool people through there.
2: And you were doing this, and then you got a bunch of uh, spam emails from DGPG that you didn't answer. And... No, no,
1: I got the emails were from Gameology. That's oh, how game. I got my start with there. Oh. And then I, I had randomly ran into Baker and networked him, and because of my experience. And work that i did with gamology which i was kind of already on the outs with because they had gotten um new management uh and we didn't really see eye to eye too well and they had some just interesting business practices um and that kind of was a a step into essentially combining my two passions which is a a, a dream for me
2: right i mean yeah i would love to um I'd, I'd much rather do that than work at dillard's corporate on clothing That's not necessarily a dream for me but it's one it's a dream i'm living at the moment
0: i just think this is funny you
1: should <laughs> i should go through and watch them i was, was sitting know. here looking at
0: this it's like uh well it's where his profile picture comes from two, uh-huh.
1: yeah two you got 485 it. meter crossbow kills in a row luck or skill well essentially so that show is is the community would send in clips and then we would have somebody on Gameology's team go through and vet them and choose the best ones and compile about eh, anywhere from 10 to 15 clips an episode. And then we would see it blind, and then him and I would kind of banter and then ultimately decide whether it was luck, skill, like they meant to do it, and we came up with our whole system or my little baby of a word that I called skluck, which was a combination of luck and skill. So we made it our whole skluck. thing. Skluck.
2: My whole disc golf is skluck.
1: A little sklucky. I mean, that's a great it is. word for it. it, is
2: it's sklucky, it is. sklucky
1: disc golf, man. That might be my YouTube channel.
2: Sklucky the soaker.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, why would you have to ruin it? I just thought I had a great idea and I don't want to do it.
0: <laughs> I'm still going to use it. Even with soap. <laughs> Welcome to the new, new and improved. I'm actually
1: I'm, and Soaker. Uh, aside from you, I'm putting that in my notes, but I'm not putting Soaker.
0: I actually love that as the title.
1: I do too.
0: The Slucky and Soaker, Soaker show. show.
1: The three the S's of life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah, that's cool. did nice alliteration. You
2: know, that's why uh, we were talking. That's why I like to. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've gotten to know Mike here lately, and uh, like most people. Um, through disc golf and just because when you start talking to people in disc golf and playing around, they seem nice and you want to, you know, get to know more. And I heard he was into soaking, so I was like, man, I gotta Big get to soker. I gotta get to know this guy. Big so, <laughs>
0: and Lyman yeah, was a jump man, so I feel out. like this is a matchmade <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah man. I'm good at creating that friction.
2: Man. <laughs> jump man. Come lay beside <laughs> <that's> me. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They call me the. They call me the Chump Man. Right.
2: <laughs> no longer is it just right, got Michael Jordan's uh, clothing line. I'm not
1: going to be able to look at that. <laughs> <I've> heard, yeah.
2: <laughs> I agree, and I hope you yeah, do yeah. agree. Drew, if you do, Drew like Gibson, subscribe and logo. Tim the oh, Cat yeah, Man. Like subscribe. Hey, like, we like Tim. I do like Tim. He's he's fun to watch. Um, and that one black-haired dude, uh, what's his name? Doctor or something. Oh, or, Dr. Disrespect, yeah. Dude, he, these guys. Characters, man. They yeah. are. They're just characters. I don't know if Tim's yeah. like that outside of. Yes, yeah, He 100% Okay, is. so.
1: Doc is not that way outside. I
2: wouldn't think so. Um, but. Yeah, they're just characters. They play really good characters, and that's that's the world we're living in now, right? Where if you have a good character, you get it out there, man. You can make some. Oh, it's my phone. You can make some really good money off of.
1: We're seeing that in disc golf now.
2: God, man, what's
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. There are people that they know, and they can't get on right. them. That they are, you know. It's not this, not necessarily that it's not uh, who they are. It's kinda of like I can relate it to when I would have recording sessions. It's kind of just you go a hundred and twenty percent you're more energetic, you're more lively, you're not as chill
2: no for sure and and you shouldn't be because if you're not lively and you're and you're chill that's not that's pretty boring actually in a way, unless that's your repeat a character like that one girl, Bobby
1: oh yeah the one that does the podcast the awkward podcast yeah, yeah
2: i like her little awkward podcast and i like because she's chill and she's but that works for her that just doesn't necessarily work for her that? oh her name is bobby i think it starts with an a or something like that her last name does little blonde-haired girl man she talks uh podcast with drake is is great just some of the, the way she
1: she just does purposely awkward podcast
2: delivers stuff and the way she talks and she's probably just an awkward girl too so no,
1: she's not that way when the camera's off you can there are clips of her like being in uh like a normal and she's not that way at all at least it doesn't seem that way i don't know her yeah. personally so
0: well apparently she's uh yeah selling the the podcast right she probably has quite a few subscribers you guys know who she is yeah i
2: mean i i'm not even, just because i know who you are i don't mean i follow you and the bad thing is all these big people have uh somebody ripping them off that are taking all their reels and they're putting it out there and they're making tons of money off of that man mm-hmm. I, I think it's
1: crazy to think that yeah, that's more exposure for them too <laughs> it is so it's a double-edged sword when it comes to that
2: Yes. uh, Yeah, you're right. They are getting all that exposure. But man, but 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 I'm not but if I'm not watching their page where they get the money, this other person is just making money hand over fist. Yeah. So off of stuff off the creative of content that I do, or somebody does. Oh, crap. What was that?
0: We're gonna have to add technical difficulty to it.
2: I, I don't know. I saw it go down, go out. We're, uh, that's fine. Anyways, we t- I figured we were over time. time. I can't see the time anyway, so we got Mike's story in.
0: We're at. Yeah, we're at an hour forty-three. Oh shit! So, uh, this is our longest. This is our longest. Day. He's like, how long yeah, y'all yeah, do this? Yeah, so I
1: enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun.
0: And it went by. Yeah, fast,
2: dude. I'm gonna need this guy, who's ever, whoever, whoever this guy is on your videos. I'm gonna need him on my videos from now on. Jay Skilly. No, you.
1: Oh, you want me? I mean, I am that. I am that I, guy. I mean, I mean, I will say on those videos, we did mention disc golf a time or two. So you know, trying to grow the sport,
2: and people are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> oh, they
1: absolutely have no idea
2: um is there a disc golf video game you got a
1: uh disc golf valley
2: i mean like a real one where yeah. i can um
0: they are developing one yeah they're developing one i think they are there so
2: was one about. that was supposed to be on switch uh man way back a few months back i'll have to, I'll have to look at that again but
1: well, i guess there's the Wii sports one right and then have disc golf
2: playstation 3 has one believe it or not it's it Duncan and I have played it. Uh, he has it uh, with that little – has like a little ball, glowing ball on the top oh, of that on the little thing. Move, yeah. Yeah, and, and you throw it, and it's it's disc golf, but it's not – I don't know. I'd probably rather play disc golf alley, but to, I don't know. Anyways,
0: I'll figure that out. Who cares? What's up? <laughs> Nothing. Cool. Uh, you guys need to – Probably go to sleep since you've got a chance to... Man, go I got a
2: 9 I got a late tea time. I got late tea time, baby, man. I ain't got to be... Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, shit. I don't even have to be up that damn early. You <laughs> no, know you're agree. not coming. No, it's okay. no you got to uh, get huh? redemption. Maybe. You got to get redemption. Dude, at this point, it doesn't matter. I'm just coming. Oh, uh, redemption. Be I'll get redemption. Um, I also don't have anything to do tomorrow. I've got somebody that's going to... Uh, be in town to take care of what I had to take care cool. of today. Well, uh, cool.
2: Well, bring holler at us in the morning when you come up.
0: And, um, be- I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna come up there and you're not even gonna know. Right. I'm gonna be <laughs>
2: outside naked fly fishing <laughs> out at the dock, so <laughs> that'd be cool. It's better than soaking, right. I think. Mike will be soaking with Jesse oh, Jesus. up in the. <laughs>
0: All right, on that um, note, a but, man, this is a, a three man <laughs> thing. You got to have a jump man in there too. So. Um, acting jump man. I
2: don't really have any much else. Um, I do thank Mike for being on with us and um, getting the sound pretty much worked out for. I don't know. I feel like I got this worked out tonight.
1: Oh, yeah. It was all you, for sure. <laughs> it was it, all you. It didn't
2: take us three hours. We got it up. So, and hopefully, it sounds good. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We'll get Mike to post this, and we'll get all of like two more listeners, maybe, and that'd be cool. And uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll post it uh, <laughs> on Hebrew Springs page. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, we'll put it on Heber. Uh, yeah, big, it big shout out to those guys. I know we joked around a lot, but yeah, they did a great job this weekend for the first kind of tournament up here. And um, I'll definitely be playing a lot more um, tournament type minis or uh, maybe or something like that.
1: I hope they host more tournaments out here, too.
2: I think so. I think, Steve, uh, that was his first one. He he gets under your belt and you realize just what you can do and what you can't do. So I think Steve and Sherry did a good job, and uh, we appreciate them, and I appreciate y'all. Thanks for joining us. And uh,
0: peace and love is all I got. Yeah, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. I got to be kind to myself tomorrow.
2: Be kind to yourself on the course. You're doing the best you can. You're out there throwing, that's good enough, right?
0: I'm just out there throwing. (laughs) Out there having a good time. Out in nature. Being part of the ecosystem. Mike, thanks for being on, dude. It was fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Suck it up, everyone. Yeah, we'll do it again.
1: Later.